At Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating, their number one priority is treating people right. Take it from me, Eric Asher. It means getting there quickly in an emergency. They'll be on time and do a perfect job. And it means they promise to give everyone a fair price every time. So if you're looking for a better experience from your generator AC company, or you just got a big quote from someone else and you want a second opinion, let the folks at Burkhart earn your trust and treat you right. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti and the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street.
Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, taking you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6, right here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon. Thanks so much for listening. Like, again, my cousin Roy out in Slidell, who's got us tuned in each and every day. Uh, iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, NashFM1061.com. Also, again, EricAsher.com on the World Wide Web. Our podcast is, you want to say it? I'll say it, everywhere. Anchors on our um, anchors our home base, but again, we're on your favorite podcasting platform. Just search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. You'll find it. Our social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show. I'm very opinionated on our uh, social media platforms, uh, you know, covering sports. Also, again, politics, what's going on in the city. So, again, uh, subscribe. Uh, be part of the conversation on, on our social media platforms. Also, as always, want to remind everybody to join us on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports this week, uh, every Thursday at 1 p.m. on WLAE-TV, also live streaming on the WLAE-TV YouTube page. Uh, that is every Thursday at 1 p.m. Then the rebroadcast starts, 6 p.m. on LAE on Thursday night, 10 o'clock on The Deuce, that's WLAE-TV 2. Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock, WLAE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on The Deuce, Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. And, of course, this week uh, we'll have... Um, Doug Mouton, sports director at uh, WWL-TV Sports. He will be our guest. Uh, remember, you can always catch the rebroadcast also at ericasher.com as well as the WLA-TV YouTube page. So looking forward to having Doug on the show this week. Uh, that'll be Thursday with our live broadcast and, the, and, of course, the rebroadcast that follow. On today's program, Chris Gordy's going to join us, Locked On SEC Podcast, so we'll get a chance to be able to talk to him about uh, the Tigers, but also, again, how they match up against other SEC schools. Uh, we'll also touch on the Saints if we have a chance. Uh, Richie Mills of uh, WGNO TV Sports will join us at 435. We'll talk Saints, Tulane, and LSU with him. And we'll finish up with Les East of CrestCitySports.com um, and Saturday Down South. Award-winning journalist who will join us talking Saints and LSU. So, again, all that on tap this afternoon here on the program. Uh, don't forget about my friends over at uh, Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, what? East Bank, West Bank. If your AC breaks down, think Burkhardt. Burkhardt's got you covered. Uh, again, with 15 trucks in the field and a 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or your business, doing only the work that's necessary. Never gouge you, never cheat you. Uh, and, and of course, more, more importantly, again, the experts when it comes to your air conditioning system. Authorize to service all brands. Authorize to sell some of the top brands in the industry. Go with Burkhardt. Go with a company I've trusted for decades, acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Um, well, again, we're just, it's, it's amazing. What, next week, uh, college football kicks off. Uh, we've got Tulane against UMass. We've got uh, Florida State um, and, 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 uh, and LSU. Uh, looking forward, looking forward to that. So, um, again, we have, what is it? Uh, I think it's 12 days uh, now until until the Tigers kick off against Florida State. Uh, the Saints will be taking on the Atlanta Falcons on the uh, September the 11th. Uh, that's in Atlanta to open up the open up the regular season there. It'll be interesting to see what happens this week um, with the uh, starters. If we're going to see any of the starters playing against the Chargers on Friday night in the Dome. And, of course, uh, look, the Dome wants to remind everybody there's a lot of renovations going on. I don't know if you've seen some of the um, sketches of what it's going to look like. 
But uh, again, this is going to be you're going to have to have to take some time getting into the dome, especially in the areas in which they're doing those the construction. So uh, uh, please arrive early, and maybe this is a dress rehearsal for the fans as well, right? Uh, before they get back into the regular season, to know again how to get to your seat, how quickly you get to your seat, so again you're not missing kickoff. Uh, but remember that when you're trying to go out to the game on on um, on Friday, uh, on in the five o'clock hour, we're I'm going to break down the roster. Uh, I think it's pretty clear who's on the final 53 right now. I mean, I thought it was clear a couple, maybe a week or so ago, but I think it's becoming much more clearer on, again, who's there. Look, we knew this going into the season, uh, that there wasn't going to be a lot of open spots uh, for for players. Um, You know, you had your draft picks, which you figure, again, are going to make the team. Uh, maybe some undrafted free agents that, that that have an opportunity. You know, Kirk Merritt looks like a guy they really want to keep. They're moving him from wide receiver to uh, running back. And, of course, one of the things they've been talking about is the more you can do, right? Um, and, of course, he played running back in high school. So it's not, a, you know, a, an unfamiliar position, but he hasn't played it in a long time. Uh, but, you know, you do what you can do. Special teams is where he's going to make his mark. What's what going to happen is, again, if they get to the injury situation where they need him, uh, he's a Ty Montgomery type then. Okay, Ty Montgomery was a guy that could play running back for you and played very, very well. Remember, over 100, 100 yards rushing uh, when he had to take over uh, for an injured Alvin Kamara uh, and a guy that could catch the football. He's with New England now. So, again, maybe they're trying to be able to figure, look, they've already got a Taysom Hill that's a jack-of-all-trades. Maybe they're trying to morph Mer- Merritt into one of those types where, again, he can play special teams for you, but he can also play two positions, wide receiver and also running back, and we'll see how that works out. If he can make the final 53. Uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be some tough cups down the stretch. Uh, are the Saints happy with the linebacker position at this point? Would they have the guys they have in camp? Uh, are they going to go outside of, of the uh, of the uh, facility to be able to get uh, a backup linebacker? Well, let me just say this. And, and, and yes, I'm knocking on wood. Uh, Saints have been so lucky with Demario Davis. Uh, when you talk about Demario Davis, he's a guy that, uh, for the most part, um, that uh, has been pretty much uh, – not injured, uh, been healthy, and he's been the mainstay, mainstay of that defense. Uh, they, they, they can get away with maybe not having uh, the, the player next to him, but um, at, at the end of the day, uh, you, de- you definitely need a Demario Davis that's healthy. That, that's for sure. So, you know, I'm going to break that down for you in, in the 5 o'clock hour. And uh, without further ado, let's talk a little college football. Joining us on the program now, uh, I got a voicemail? Okay, I'll tell you what. Let's take a quick break so I can, I can at least have him for the full time. Uh, you're listening to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher's with you until uh, 6 o'clock. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Ken Trahan. The Three Tailgater Show is a Saturday morning tradition on 1061 Nash Icon. Tune in every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to noon with my partner Ed Daniels of WGNO and WNOL to join me to talk sports with you every single week with your calls as well. The Three Tailgater Show, Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. to noon on 1061 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by West Baton Rouge Convention and Visitors Bureau. The West Baton Rouge Convention and Visitors Bureau presents Oldies But Goodies Fest, September 10th and 11th. Festival includes a barbecue cook-off, classic car show, live music, and more. Sponsored by Placid Refining and Bearcom Communications. Visit louisianatravel.com to plan your trip today. Look out for an accident that's blocking three right lanes on 10 westbound. 
at Clearview. And also, in the meantime, look out for delays that are going to be solid if you're traveling on 10 westbound from North Claiborne to the airport. Also, look out for delays on 10 eastbound from just past Orleans to the high rise. If you're traveling on the 610 on the westbound side, look out for delays that are solid from just before Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge. If you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway, look out for backups from, Ter- from Stumpf Boulevard to Terry Parkway. And in the meantime, also look out for accidents Cleveland Avenue at South Alexander. I'm at Robinson broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brander Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue. Open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soup, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. Hi, folks. Trust is what Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your AC ever fails, you can trust Burkhardt to be there quick, get you back up and running. If you need a new AC, trust Burkhardt to treat you with respect, to help you save with a fair price, do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhardt always says, trust is the foundation of our business. Just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhardt. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Sponsored by Progressive Insurance. If you're a renter, make sure you're protected. Renter's insurance includes options that cover stolen property, personal injury, and living expenses if your place is damaged. Quote renter's insurance at Progressive.com. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6, 106.1 FM Nash icon on your radio dial. Joining us on the program, New Orleans' own Chris Gordy. Uh, again, Locked On SEC Podcast um, joins us on the program. Chris, how are you? I'm good, Eric. Uh, yeah, man, this is that time of year. Busy. Like, I literally have done three interviews back to back to back. So you're <laughs> next up, man, and uh, I'm ready to bring it. So uh, it's a busy time of year. We've got football back this weekend from the college side, and then uh, the pros will be here before we know it. Saints will be kicking things off. So this is a fun time of year, man. 
No, there's no doubt. Well, let me ask you this, Chris. Um, you, just your impressions of what you've seen thus far with Brian Kelly uh, taking over the helm at LSU. I mean, it's it's been everything you wanted. I mean, it's been a level of professionalism, and, and I say that not as a shot at Coach O or Les Miles or, or any of the guys before, but, I mean, it, it's raising standards of not just, uh, you know, football and, hey, you better show up to meetings on time and all that stuff, but even in the classwork. And we're seeing that right now. Unfortunately, John Emery's still going through getting all his stuff sorted out from a year ago and really put himself in a tough bind. And then Rodarius Jones not doing what he needed to do, and he gets suspended for the entire season. And I think this is just a carryover of stuff that was allowed to go on under the Ogeron regime, and now things are, are getting cleaned up. And Brian Kelly is a no-nonsense guy. Look, if you play hard for him and – uh, you know, and you're a good football player, you're going to have fun and you're going to like him and he's going to be a great coach for you. But man, you better not slack off. I mean, you better live up to your standard of what you're expected to do. And that's what I've liked so much. Just everybody I've talked to in that building has said, it's not that you're walking on eggshells with Brian Kelly, but man, you straighten your back a little bit. You you want to look good. You want to impress him because he uh, he's a guy who, who demands excellence out of his teams. And look at everywhere he's been, that guy is one. You know, I was talking with somebody recently, and they were saying, yeah, you want a Notre Dame. Let's see if he can win the SEC. And I always tell them, look, has Notre Dame not been winning championships the last, you know, 20 years? Sure, I get it. But go look at what Notre Dame was before he got there. You know, I think uh, Charlie Weiss had one or two pretty good years with Brady Quinn. They got to the Sugar Bowl, got their butts beat by LSU. But outside of that, him, Tyrone Willingham, it was, it was a struggle boss there at Notre Dame. I mean, it was, they were struggling to get the seven wins. Brian Kelly gets there, man, they were averaging 10, 10 wins a year. That's that's no gimme there at Notre Dame. I mean, they had to earn that. They had to play really good football. Obviously, he got to the playoff a couple of times. So this is a guy that I think the resources at LSU, um, I don't know. If it's, it's not going to happen in year one. Let's be realistic. But, man, give him three, four years to build this thing up, hit the recruiting like he wants, and get the caliber of athlete at LSU that he never had at Cincinnati or Notre Dame or Grand Valley State, Brian Kelly is going to bring LSU to back to another championship. So, um, again, I think it's just a little patience. My buddy Chris Doring and the SEC Network said that mm-hmm. yesterday for Florida fans, for Billy Napier, he said, look, you got to give this guy time. I would say the same thing for the LSU fan base. You know, I, I know a lot of people are saying, oh, yeah, he's, he gets a pass in year one. And then I was talking to people the other day saying, man, I think we can really get to 10 wins, and I'm going, stop it, stop it, pump the brakes. Look, I think 8-4 and four is a great first year for Brian Kelly to lay that foundation, but let's not raise the expectations on him just yet. He's, he's gotta take, it's got to take some time with where this roster and this program was a year ago to turn things around. I agree with you. I think eight and four, nine and three, if you know, is a really, really good season. I think if you start looking at ten wins and looking for that, I, I think you're, you know, you're putting a lot of pressure on 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 a program that was that was again devoid of, of talent after again the mass exodus of so many players at the end of last season. So. I mean, having to really kind of piecemeal this thing early, uh, you like what has happened in terms of, uh, of of recruiting, how he has really come on, uh, especially the last few weeks in terms of recruiting for the 2023 class. But you also got to like what he was able to do within the transfer portal and then to finish out the 2022 class to be able to augment what he has right now. Um, looks like a lot of these guys that are in the transfer portal are, are going to be on the field for him this season. They will be, and, and that's the toughest part. And I was talking with my buddy uh, Jake Crane at SEC Media Days about this, and he's a former coach, and he said the toughest thing about the transfer portal is 
that guy's got to come in and learn a whole new scheme, and he's got to learn a whole new playbook, and you just don't know what you're going to get in him. It's, it's sink or swim. Eli Ricks, uh, not only is he battling injury right now, but everything I've been told at Alabama, he's been struggling to learn the playbook and adjust to their, to their system that they run in Alabama. It's not a simple, hey, man, you'll just come in and plug and play. Uh, Alabama got very lucky last year that Jamison Williams came in from Ohio State and picked up the Bill O'Brien playbook very quickly and was very productive with Bryce Young helping him win a Heisman Trophy. And Jamison Williams, despite tearing his ACL, still ends up going first round of the draft to the Detroit Lions. It's not always that easy, man. Sometimes these transfers do not pan out, don't work out. And, you know, that's what my concern looking at LSU secondary is going, man, yeah, you got a lot of highly touted guys like Makai Gardner coming in from ULL and Joe Fusque coming in from, from uh, Arkansas and Greg Brooks, Brooks from Arkansas, Derek Bernard Converse from uh, Oklahoma State, Seven Banks from Ohio State. Like, it, it's, it's great names, but, man, you don't just throw five guys out there who've never played together and suddenly they're all gelling and making plays in the secondary. There are going to be growing pains. So um, I think we're starting to see that right now where we've seen that, you know, Joe Fouché is not starting at strong safety right now, that, that they think Major Burns is the starter there. And that we're seeing uh, uh, is Colby Richardson, I think is the kid's name, from McNeese. He's running with the ones right now at DB, ahead of some of the other guys, whether it's Makai Gardner or Jarek Bernard Converse at the other side. So, like, it, it's not all – we can get excited about the transfer portal, but it's not always just going to be a perfect fit, and that guy's going to come in and plug in and be a starter for you. We're seeing across the SEC right now, you know, Lane Kiffin still hasn't named the starting quarterback yet. He brought in Jackson Dart from USC that everybody just assumed he was going to come in and be a stud. And, you know, we're about a week out from Ole Miss kicking off, and they still haven't named a starter. So – the, the transfer portal, it's great. It's, it's, a, it's a great way to address needs. But, man, you got to pump the brakes on just assuming that guy's going to come in and immediately be a difference maker for you. I, you know, Noah Kane, I think, can be good for LSU, but we don't know until mm-hmm. he plays his first SEC game as a starting running back now with John Emery out the first couple weeks. So, um, you know, I, I would just say, look, we, we have high expectations, and we hope these guys go out there and play well, but – uh, sometimes, it, like I said, it, it's not just a uh, hit the field and produce kind of thing. Well, and also, again, it, it's it's going to come down to the coaching staff as well, how well they prepared these players coming into the, into the season. You're right, new system, et cetera. Um, it, but it's the way of the world now in, in, in college football, in college athletics. You know, you got guys that are coming over. The transfer portal is very fluid. Uh, and without the transfer portal, I, again, I would not want to see this roster. Okay, uh, because of, again, the uh, the additions that they've had. With that said, most people believe the strength of this team is the defensive line. Do you concur with that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's the one thing that I know with LSU that's going to be strong. Uh, you know, from Ollie Gay to, uh, you know, Jaqueline Roy, Mason Smith, B.J. Ojolari, I feel good about those guys. You bring in Makai Gardner or, or Makai Wingo, I'm sorry, from Mizzou. Uh, heard rave reviews about him. There's a big guy, number 93, Quincy Wiggins, coming in as a freshman that everybody said, man, he, he passes the test for impressing you getting off the bus. So he's a guy I think is going to get into the mix a little bit. And I even think the linebackers should be fine with Mike Jones and Greg Penn there. You know, unfortunately, Micah Baskerville, I've heard, is running third team uh, practice in recent weeks. But Harold Perkins, the freshman, they said, you know, at some point he's going to be a guy you just can't keep mm-hmm. off the field. So front seven, I, I, or front, however they, the defensive front plays, front seven, front six, I think they're going to be fine there. It's that secondary that I'm most concerned about. And again, you know, we've become so accustomed to LSU in recent years of, man, to just bring in the next stud DB and, and he just slides yes. in and LSU has no problem. And I think finally this is a transition phase where, 
LSU's banking on some of these guys performing well, but there's some stud receivers all across the SEC, and if you can't cover one-on-one, you're going to get beat. Um, you know, and, it, and it's different schemes as well. When you play Mike Leach in week three, and Mississippi mm-hmm. State comes into town, guess what he doesn't care about? One-on-one coverage. He goes, yeah, you can go cover my guys deep. I'm going to take what you give me underneath. And so it's adapting to the different styles and the different uh, schemes you're going to see all across the SEC. But, no, I mean – I'll tell you this, Eric, I'd be highly disappointed if we get to the end of the year and Ali Gay and B.J. Ojolari don't have at least five, six, seven sacks each. You know what I mean? I think they should both absolutely be uh, in double-digit, at least competing for double-digit category. And, and you you know, I guess the average fan out there would have to feel good that this secondary has had to go against, in practice, one of the best wide receiving cores in the SEC. So, uh, again, they're, they're, you, at least the coaches have at least a little bit of a litmus test on what they may see throughout the season. Yeah, no doubt. And, uh, you know, it, it's so funny. I, when the quarterback battle started started up, and obviously the Miles Brennan news, I think, shocked a bunch of us. But when I started digging into the numbers a few weeks ago and I started to see that Brian Kelly at Notre Dame always kind of favored a, a quarterback who could run and, and then I saw sure. Mike Denbrock the last four years at Cincinnati had Desmond Ritter, a quarterback who was mobile and could run. I, I just kept looking at it saying, man, like, I, is it going to be Jaden Daniels? And more and more the time went by, I started to say, yeah, I think it's going to be Jaden Daniels. And so here we are. Uh, a lot of people expecting Brian Kelly. They're having their last scrimmage uh, right now or their last big scrimmage. It's open to the media. A lot of people think when he speaks to the media tonight at 6 o'clock that they're going to make the announcement that Jaden Daniels is the starter. It doesn't mean much. I mean, I think the leash, uh, they'll, they'll give him a little bit of a leash, but let's say we get into two, three weeks into the season and Jaden Daniels is struggling, I think they'll switch and they'll go to Garrett Nussmeyer and, and it won't mean anything bad or that Jaden Daniels stinks. It'll just be, hey, it was pretty cl- a pretty close battle with both these guys and we're just going to switch to the other one. But I think the hope is that Jaden Daniels can execute what they want, and that's the RPOs, that's a quarterback that has the running ability, that can tuck it and run. And, man, we know his breakaway speed when he gets out in the space you know, clocking him at 20, 21 miles per hour uh, breakaway right. speed. I think Jane Daniels brings everything to this offense that Brian Kelly and uh, Mike Denbrock want. I'm 100% with you, uh, and I did the same thing. You look at the history of those two guys, they want a mobile quarterback. You figure that's, that's, the, that's the way they're going again with LSU going forward. But with that said, offensive line, a little bit different situation. You know, again, a lot of guys that are, that are, uh, that are now uh, practicing, learning, again, multiple positions, which I think is a good thing. Uh, but at some point, he's got to settle on some starters with only, again, 13 days away from Florida State. That's got to happen pretty soon. Yeah, and I think we're starting to get a pretty good idea of it. Uh, you know, we know Will Campbell is going to be a starter at left tackle. Um, you know, it sounds like Tremont Shorts is going to be the guy at left guard. And then Garrett Dellinger, they've been playing a lot of safety. Sounds like he's going to be the guy there. And then it sounds like it'll be Miles Frazier at right guard. And then they're just trying to figure out that right tackle spot. Anthony Bradford has played a lot there, but they wanted to give Cam Wire one last shot to kind of show what he could do. So it, it's not <laughs> – it's not a great group. It's a little bit of a hodgepodge, but I think they're looking at it saying, can, we, can these guys do enough in pass protection to give Jane Daniels time? And honestly, I think that's uh, why Miles Brennan is not here and not starting anymore and not part of this program, because had they had a stud offensive line that was elite in pass protection, I think they probably would have leaned Miles Brennan. But I think they're looking at it saying this group is not elite. They're not great. Uh, at pass protection, maybe good, better in run protection. That's what I've heard, that, that they've opened some blocks up. Will Campbell much better mm-hmm. in run blocking. But, um, yeah, I think that's why Jaden Daniels, the runner, is going to be back there because there are going to be times he's going to be running for his life back there. 
Yeah, and, and again, the same with Nussmeier. I think they'll both play, as, as, as coaches already kind of, um, uh, you know, kind of put out there. Let me ask this before we close. When you look at the SEC East-West, again, top four teams in each, uh, in each division. So the top four in, in both the East and the West? Yep. Yeah, I think. Uh, how, how would I you mean, lay it out there? Yeah, I think the easy one with Alabama, you know, Alabama's going to win the West. Right. And then after them, I think, you know, the easy one to say is A&M just because they're ranked very high. And I think the schedule, sure. it's not all that brutal. If they can win the home game against Miami, I think that's going to give them a lot of confidence. If they can win that neutral field game against Arkansas and Dallas, I think they'll be looking back and saying the loss at Alabama and, you know, maybe one other one. But I think that puts A&M right there. Ole Miss is going to be good this year if they can get some production out of that quarterback play just because of their schedule. If you go look at Ole Miss's schedule, it's unbelievable how it sets up for them. So mm-hmm. I think Ole Miss will probably end up being there in the mix. And then, man, it's, it's your guess is as good as mine. I mean, can Auburn get lucky and, and win a couple games they're not supposed to? Sure. Um, you know, LSU, I think, could be in the mix there. Sure. Uh, Arkansas would probably put third just because uh, their mm-hmm. schedule is brutal, but I think they're going to be a really good team. I think KJ Jefferson takes another step at quarterback. So um, I'd probably go right now, Alabama one, A&M two, Arkansas three, and let's put Ole Miss at four. I just think maybe they win the head-to-head with LSU or something like that, mm-hmm. and they edge out the Tigers. And so I, I don't think you'll have a lot of bad teams, but I think you'll have a lot of seven and five teams and teams beating up on one another in, in the in the conference and the East. I think it's it's Georgia number one, right. close race between Kentucky and Tennessee, second or third. I'll go with Tennessee finishing second, Kentucky third, and then I'd probably lean Florida. I st- I think Billy Napier is going to go like seven and five this year in year one. I think South Carolina they like what they have with Shane Beamer going into year two there and bringing in Spencer Rattler. I just think again another situation of the SEC schedule gets the best of them and they go something like six six and six again and get to a bowl game. So. That's kind of how, how I would throw it out. But, man, it's outside of Georgia at the top in the east and Bama at the top in the west. It's a hodgepodge of teams that yep. can really – anybody could finish second, really. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100% on that. I think that after you get past those two, anything can happen. It'll be interesting. I mean, a lot of it has to do with injury, et cetera. It'll be interesting how it plays out. Chris, thanks for the time, bud. I know you've been really busy. Let the folks back home know again how they can follow you on social media and how they can check out your fantastic podcast. Yeah, man, LockedOnSEC.com is the easiest way to do it, and uh, you can find us on YouTube as well. we got the video version of the show. Just go search LockedOnSEC. Thanks, bud. Appreciate the time. We'll check in with you soon. All right. Thanks, Eric. Again, Chris Gordy, uh, Rummel Raider um, uh, graduate, LSU graduate, and, of course, uh, grew up in, uh, uh, in Jefferson Parish. Again, uh, back with us here on the program, and we'll have him as a regular on our show uh, going throughout the football season. Hey, don't forget about my friends over at Dave Miet Insurance. Uh, yeah, we've been lucky so far, man, I tell you, uh, with, with the, with the uh, tropical events. Have you had that insurance checkup? I mean, now's the time. If, if you haven't yet, yet done it yet, again, you're procrastinating. You need to get it done, especially after everything that's happened over the last few years with, again, all the tropical events. Make sure you have enough coverage to be able to cover your home, uh, you know, your vehicle, um, and, and to be able to make sure that, again, if, uh, if, you, if, you're not, if you're not positive that, you know, you need maybe more insurance or, again, you're not with the right carrier, at least give my friend Dave Miet a call. Uh, your service after the sale is impeccable. 
okay? He's going to be there with you every step of the way when you file a claim. That's one thing that, again, uh, that, that rises above everything else. Um, experts when it comes to insurance. His family has been in the insurance business over 50 years. Uh, Dave Miet Insurance, again, uh, you know, uh, D-A-V-E-M-L-L-O-E-T-I-N-S agency.com uh, is an independent insurance agency and can, can search over 50 companies to get you the best price, uh, again, for your insurance needs. Uh, and, and, of course, when it comes to Dave Miet Insurance, if you're a contractor, professional, maybe, again, you're a business owner or a property owner, I mean, you got to make sure you've got the right insurance, right, whether it's general liability, professional liability, builder's risk, risk workman's comp, uh, or, again, uh, coverage for commercial automobile coverage uh, for commercial business customers. Man, if you're a, a, a business owner, Reach out to Dave Miet Insurance. Compare what you have now in terms of, again, how much it's costing you per year to be able to insure, insure your business. Dave Miet can give you a, a price and, again, a quote that I, I bet you can beat with what you have now. And then, of course, the service after the sale is impeccable. Uh, Dave is available for you on his office on Veterans next to Shogun for a meeting. Also, you can call him at 504-556-0809. Uh, if you want an insurance agent that's got your back, again, even after, again, the ink is dry on, on the uh, policy, it's Dave Miet Insurance. That's 504-556-0809. If you want to save, call Dave. That's Dave Miet Insurance. Also, don't forget about my friends over at Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline in Metairie, owned by the Piazza family since 1972. And look, I've said this many, many times in this program because, look, it, it, it's common sense. There's no way the Piazzas are staying in business in the automotive industry, okay, uh, since 1972 if they're not taking care of their customers. So that means, again, ASC certified technicians with, again, the same diagnostic equipment you get at the dealership, standing behind their work. Some of those uh, um, mechanics have been with, um, uh, with the Piazza family for, for decades. Also, the largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area, bar none. Uh, you got wheels and tires up to 30 inches uh, that are available for you. You can finance that uh, as well. And, of course, look, you don't even have to go into the um, shop to be able to choose your tires. Go online at southerntire.com. Choose the tires. Um, again, uh, uh, deal, uh, uh, pick out your tires and then go to Southern Tires. And, of course, they'll have them ready for you to be able to install on your vehicle. It's a one-stop shop for all your automotive needs. It is Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline in Metairie, open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6. Also, Saturday from 8 to 8 to 3. 504-737-1558 is the phone number. Go to southerntire.com and check out all the service they provide for their customers. Owned by the Piazza family since 1972. Southern Tire Hickory and Airline in Metairie. All right, I want to thank Chris Gordy for joining us in the program from Locked On SEC Podcast. We turn our attention to the Saints. We'll talk some LSU and Tulane with him. Uh, from ABC, from, from WGNO 26 uh, TV Sports, Richie Mills joins us on the program. Richie, how are you? Good, how are you doing, sir? Doing great, Richie. Thanks, thanks for being, jumping back on the program with us. Certainly appreciate your time today. Absolutely, anytime. Richie, first, let's start off with the Saints. Uh, you've had now two preseason games. You've been in most of the practices. Just your impression of this team as they get ready to close out the preseason against the Chargers. It's kind of hard, uh, I guess, to give an initial impression after these two games because, you know, you've missed double-digit starters uh, that haven't really played much. But what you hear in joint practices is that they're performing well. They're, they're staying stride for stride with a team like the Green Bay Packers, which says a lot very impressive but it's so hard to gauge what this team's going to look like right now because we haven't seen them at full strength and I know they're still dealing with a handful of injuries 
heading into this preseason finale Friday night against the Chargers. That's why I'm kind of looking forward to their opener because you're going to get a sense of what they're going to look like at full strength, and you're going to get a sense of what they're going to look like against a, a mediocre team, really, in the Atlanta Falcons, you know, really before the schedule starts to ramp up. But it, it's hard, but I like what I see as far as the depth goes, the positions of question. I mean, I, I feel like, you know, they're, they're so deep and, and it's tough. These roster cuts are going to be so difficult because there are a lot of talented kids on this roster right now. And the one thing that's going to keep them off of, off of the roster is not their talent, but just how deep this team is at almost every position. Yeah, Rich, I'm with you. And I said it a couple of weeks ago, you know, how are you going to be able to sneak on some of this talent uh, onto your practice squad? Now, look, the one thing you got going for you is everybody's got to get down to 53, right? So, again, a lot right. of those teams, they have put time into their own into their own players, their own young players. They want to try to bring those guys back if possible. Uh, but, again, if someone has an opportunity to get into a, a, a position where they're either starting or, or again, they're, they're, uh, they're on the game day roster, more than likely they're going, they're going to take that shot. They're not going to come back and sit on the practice squad here. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out because we've already seen this. Look, as soon as the Saints cut somebody, uh, ultimately, again, a team's picking them up immediately. Um, I'm going to be interested to see, again, how this practice squad probably – kind of shakes out but the interesting thing is and i've been talking about over the last couple days is you know with the way that things are now with preseason um with again the lack of hitting we were seeing during um uh during practices otas etc you know first of all how do you harden your body for the season but then also how do you get that continuity that you need so that you're not having all these bonehead mistakes in the first two or three games of the season and we've seen this in the nfl the last few years with again the nfl pa really stopping again a lot of the hitting and a lot of the the things that we would normally see during camp with again teams over the first quarter of the season trying to find their sea legs and getting that continuity hopefully the saints will be able to come out of the box again ready to go and we won't see them stubbing their toe like what we seen again with a lot of the backups with again unnecessary penalties and turnovers right no absolutely and I, I know you're referencing you know what we've seen from guys like ian book abram smith and his texans debut with the turnovers but i think ultimately that's why you have the preseason these are learning experience for these guys to know you can't really do that at any point in the game but you especially can't do it at key points in the games and as far as the hitting and the chemistry goes it's funny because we were talking to Tulane linebacker Nick Anderson the other day, and he referenced hard knocks and Dan Campbell and what he's been telling the Detroit Lions. It's really hard to, to gauge what your defense is going to be able to do if you're not tackling anyone. He said, you know, you, that's where the improvement comes is by the increased repetition and actually lowering your pads and hitting people. So I find it funny that, that Dan Campbell was referenced to Tulane as far as, you know, defensive reps, tackling, learning the fundamentals of all that. But really just getting back into the groove of, of playing live football, which is something that it's going to be really curious to see how this pertains to the Saints because a lot of these players outside of these joint practices that they've been having haven't really had too much live action. And you don't really know how that's going to affect them health-wise in the beginning of the year. But if, it's, if there's going to be any health issues, I'm glad we're having them now instead of later in the year. Well, it looked like today um, was, was the best day for Jameis Winston in a long time. Again, he seemed to be mobile, moving around. Michael Thomas injured is, um, is, is troubling uh, to a point. Again, we don't know what leg it is, that where the hamstring injury is. Is it the leg that we had the, um, uh, we had the ankle surgery? That, that, would be, that would be something that I think a lot of people would be concerned about. Uh, but you need to have him 100%, and, of course, now dealing with that. Uh, but, again, on paper, 
this looks like a team that, in my opinion, they can challenge again for no doubt for the NFC South. But I think, again, if things go their way, that they might be there in the mix when it's all said and done for the NFC. Now, again, some good things have to happen. You got to stay away from injury. Uh, but I think they're talented enough, again, that they can compete. What are your thoughts? Right. No, I, I said at least 11 wins is a very doable thing for this team because you look at the NFC South, you're going to get the Falcons two times a year. They're not as strong. Tampa Bay. You don't really know when Tom Brady is going to show back up on campus, so I think that's not really helping their cause either. But the Saints have really had Tampa's number in recent years. Those are two more wins on your schedule. The Panthers, also young, still trying to figure out their quarterback situation. That's possibly two more wins. And then you also look across their schedule, which I think there are very winnable games against the Bengals, the Vikings, the Seahawks. I think the Cardinals, you can pull that one out. The Raiders will be tough. The Steelers, you can win. I think at least 11 wins for this team. As far as Michael Thomas, I kind of thought this was going to happen because he hasn't played an actual football game in a year and a half. So I think it's just his body getting reacclimated to football shape. He's going to get banged up along the way. I feel like this was, this was going to happen inevitably. But like I said, you'd rather see it happen now than, than later down the road. And as far as Jameis Winston goes, I think the progression has been great since his foot injury two weeks ago. I'm okay if he doesn't play this preseason. Like I said, I feel like Atlanta is a challenging enough opponent, but one that you can overcome and get good live game reps against week one. And I feel like if he plays that game and misses the entire preseason, he'll be okay. Even if he can't go against Atlanta, you've seen that Andy Dalton can come in, he can manage this offense, he can drive you down the field and score some points. So again, that's also a good insurance policy for them. So, I think in the grand scheme of things, where they're at right now, it's, it's, it's typically where you expect them to be. But I think they're in a, a great spot heading into this, this season with the schedule. And I really think at least 11 wins for this team this year. Richie Mills, WGNO TV Sports, is our guest. Uh, Richie, let's see shift gears to Tulane. Big, big year for Willie Fritz. Not that he's on the hot seat, but again, coming off of a two-win season last year on, on again, very, very difficult schedule. The schedule lightens up for him this season, and he seems to have done very, very well in the transfer portal and kind of plugging some holes. You've been out at practice. What are your impressions of the, of the wave this year? It's the same team as last year, so you automatically know that you know, they're well aware of what happened last year. They're well aware of their two-win season. They know what happened last year. They're all disappointed. They're all angry about it, quite frankly, and they're all taking a personal heading into this year. But I need people to understand something when they're trying to freak out about, oh, how good is this team? This is a good team that plays in a great football conference. Cincinnati made the playoff last year. Houston beat Auburn in a ball game, and really their conference swept every bowl game they played last year. So you really can't say that they're in a bad conference. This is a great conference. They're just a good team stuck in a great conference. I've been on the eight-win train with this team for the past two years now. Every time someone's asked me, oh, what do you think they could do? I'll be like, yeah, they could win eight games, and they just kind of look at me like I'm crazy. But I think this is a year where, yeah, they can win eight games. Will they win their conference? Probably not, but I think they can compete. Take Kansas State. They played them in their third game of the year, for example. I told someone the other day, I said, I believe Tulane could beat Kansas State. And everyone just looked at me like I was crazy. I'm like, that, it's, just, it's just what we see. Because we're at practice every week. I've been to the past two scrimmages. The defense has been playing great. The offense has been playing great. Everyone's back. There's a continuity and just an overall happiness and confidence on campus right now that you can't really gauge 
unless you're there on campus watching them practice. Everything just seems so upbeat. And they are on a mission this year, obviously, to right the wrong of a two-win season last year, but to really prove just how good this football program is. And I think if there's a year to win eight games, this is the year and the team that will be capable of doing it. Because you've seen as much of Tulane as maybe anybody in the market. Um, Give us your thoughts first on defense. How good can this team be? Like I said, they returned everyone. They added a couple of transfers that I think are really key. One of them at safety, a transfer from Duke that's going to be really good for them. Already getting rave reviews. Jarius Monroe and Nichols State transfer is going to be a cornerback. He's also been getting rave reviews. I mean, there's there's just a different beat to their drum that they're moving with. And I, and I noticed this when, when I'm watching them in scrimmages. They just want it more. They're creating more turnovers in camp, which obviously – Head coach Willie Fritz said that's not something you really want to see from your offense, but the defense is playing great. It's encouraging. They only forced 16 turnovers last year. And I know that might not seem like it's a whole bunch, but in the grand scheme of things, that's not okay. They needed to do more last year. They ranked ninth overall in the American in total defense. So that in itself just tells you this is a unit that brings everyone back. They're playing with a different kind of intensity there's more continuity with the defensive coordinator, Coach Hampton. And, and truly, like I said, it, you have to see it with your own eyes. But I think the schedule favors what they're trying to accomplish this year. Richie, how about on the offensive side? What have, what have, what have you taken away from the, uh, the practices and the scrimmages you've seen so far? Well, Michael Pratt's going to be great. They're, the offensive game plan last year, it was complex in a sense where not everyone was on the same page it kind of looks like everyone's on the same page this year. So you have Pratt quarterback. You return your receiving core, which is great and explosive. They can play the intermediate game. They can play the long game. The tight end room is great. It was great last year. They're going to stick to the strength with that this year. I love the running back room. I think the running back room is one of the best in the conference, if not the country, really. Ty J. Spears has just shown day in and day out that he can truly be one of the the most dangerous weapons in college football when he's healthy. I know the NFL is a realistic expectation for him, and when he's healthy and you see him tote the rock, you understand why. Cam Carroll's a great running back to have. I think Ashad Clayton's been great. Iverson Celestine from Fountain Blue, he's been explosive so far in camp, even in their spring game. I love the running back room. The real question with the team is the offensive line. Can they stay healthy? Can they protect when they need to? And can they really create? for all the playmakers that they have around them. So really, in in the case of Tulane, I even said last year, I think a lot of the shortcomings that they had were because of their offense and the inability to to sustain drives. So I think this fall, all eyes are going to be on the offensive line because, in my opinion, this offense is going to go as far as this offensive line is going to take them. And even when you look at the offensive line, this is a really talented group that returns everyone from last year, two, three-year starters, people on preseason award watch lists, you kind of want to see them perform because you want to see this offense be as explosive and live up to its capabilities. And I think the offensive line will allow them that opportunity. It's just a matter of doing it now. How about the, um, how about the special teams and, and, and specifically punter and kicker? Punter and kicker, that's interesting because uh, when you think of position battles in an offseason, you look at the, the main positions, you know, but that's kind of what they're dealing with right now. <laughs> is uh, there's a rotating door of kickers that they have. Right. I know they had a transfer come in uh, that we really haven't seen him practice too much uh, since, I guess, he was highlighted a couple weeks ago at camp. Uh, but really, that's 
you're replacing really, I believe he was Tulane's all-time leading scorer, the kicker they had last year. So it, it's going to be something that they have to figure out quick because uh, the season's coming faster than you would think. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Um, when, when you uh, when you look at, at Willie Fritz, to me, he's not on the hot seat. Would you agree with that? I mean, he just he's just got to turn this thing around. There's nobody at, at, at Tulane looking looking to, uh, to move on from Willie Fritz, in your opinion. Uh, I mean, at least in my opinion. How about your opinion? Oh, no. There's definitely no hot seat, in my opinion. I mean, what he's been able to do there, the amount of winning they've been able to do, the talent they've been able to attract has been continuously getting better. And every assistant coaching they, or assistant coach that you talk to, everyone that's been involved in the program, when you ask them about Coach Fritz, they all say the same thing. He's a winner. You know, I think he's in a perfect situation where he can win. And I think he's proven that he can. Yeah, they had one off year, but, I mean, you have to look at everything they were dealing with last year. The hurricane, the move to Birmingham. You're also still dealing with some kind of COVID injuries. So, I mean, last year was just kind of one of those those weird years for the two-lane football program. But in the grand scheme of things, this is a winning program with a winning head coach and a roster that can win as well. So, yeah, yeah I'm no with I expect big things out of Tulane this year. Richie, thanks for your time today. Appreciate you you joining us. Um, why don't you tell the folks about all the great programming you guys have over at, um, over at uh, Ch- Channel 26 and, and Channel 38, and, of course, how folks can follow you on social media. You can follow me at Richie Mills on Twitter. Uh, high school football season's ramping up this year, so on Friday nights, NOLA 38 at 11. We have Friday night football kicking off also at 1030 on NOLA 38. Uh, Friday nights, we have the WGNO Sports Zone where we break down all the great things that we just talked about. And also, you can catch us weeknights, Monday through Friday, 6 and 10. And then you can catch me on weekends, Saturday at 6 and 10, and Sunday at 5 and 10. Thanks, Richie. Appreciate the time, bud. We'll be talking soon. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Uh, my pleasure. Again, Richie Mills, Channel 26, uh, doing a great job with Ed Daniels and the gang over at, uh, again, um, Channel 26 Sports. All right, don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. If you're in the market for a generator for your home or your business, generator sales and service are Burkhardt's business. That's right. They got you covered, man. doesn't matter where you live in the metropolitan area, uh, East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore. Uh, they can put a generator in, uh, in your home or, or, or uh, in your home or business. Um First of all, uh, Jason Burkhardt, who's in charge of the division, will come out to your home or your business, sit down with you, do a consultation, and want to educate you on um, on generators. There are different t- uh, types of generators. Uh, so, again, you're going to have to pick, choose the one that's best for your business or your home. Uh, he's not there to sell you. He's there to educate you on, on again, uh, your choices. Uh, and then, of course, once you guys come to an agreement, single-day installs. Uh, finances is available for the generator. Uh, you can finance that over time uh, with low monthly payments. And remember, the new install quality check after one month. Uh, that is something that um, uh, Burkhardt, everything they install for you. The, the great thing about Burkhardt is, again, it's peace of mind. You don't have to worry about a thing. They handle everything for you. Planning, permits, inspections. Um, Their dedicated team takes care of everything for you, so you don't have to worry about it. And then, of course, 24-7, 365 emergency service uh, when it comes to your generator with a warehouse fully stocked with all the parts you need. Generator sales and service, even if Burkhardt has not installed your generator, they're there to service it for you. Think Burkhardt. That's acpromise.com. acpromise.com.
You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Thanks to Richie Mills. Thanks to Chris Gordy for joining us in hour number one. We'll be right back after these messages. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Oppenheim. Contractors, tired of the runaround when you need an insurance quote? At Dave Meehan Insurance, we are an independent insurance agency, so we make it easy to get that quote for your next job. We offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile and property insurance, and we will search over 50 insurance companies to get the right policy at the best price. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMeatInsAgency.com. Hi, Eric Asher. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. Hey, Eric, 17 years later, we're still open 24-7. Yeah, your sign ought to read, sorry, we're open. Come on, man, 24 hours a day? You know how tough that is? That's a real service to the community. Yeah, the Poison Control Center is open 24 hours, too. Uh, the TikTok Cafe, where the gluten is always free, intersection of I-10 and Causeway, also known as the intersection of salmonella and high cholesterol. Southern Tire, family-owned and operated since 1972. Southern Tire is your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. We offer a large selection of tires that will fit your budget no matter what you drive. In the market for a new set of wheels, at Southern Tire, we are your wheel experts. Choose from our large selection of wheels and tires up to 30 inches. Financing available. Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor unique vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill. 739 Conti in the heart of the fun. 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Group. Progressive presents Married to Your Home. If you want to leave me for another house, I totally understand. House? Where's this coming from? It's just, I, I know there's some newer homes on the market. I didn't even know that, because I'm not looking. I bet those other houses don't have a crack in their foundations. You know that crack doesn't bother me. No matter how much you already love your house, you'll love it more knowing you could save big bundling your home and auto with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. This is a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup sound experiment. We're looking to find the perfect way to hear Reese's so you'll buy more of them. Here we go. Reese's. 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 Hey, get out of here, you little stinker. Reese's. 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 Peanut butter cups. 
That, that breathy one sounded very creepy, am I right? Suburban Roofing and Siding, 861 Roof, locally owned and operated, fully licensed and insured, has been re-roofing South Louisiana for over a decade. Suburban Roofing is one of only 6% of roofing contractors nationwide, certified by shingle manufacturers. My good friend Marty Scoggins is honest and reliable and stands behind all of Suburban Roofing's quality workmanship. Suburban Roofing skilled crews are experts in all types of roofs. Trust a Louisiana company with local referrals, not a storm chaser with your re-roofing needs. Don't sign that contract till you call Suburban Roofing and Siding at 861-ROOF. That's 861-7663. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Again, thanks to Chris Gordy, Richie Mills for joining us in hour number one. Uh, I'm going to take the first half hour of hour number two. We're going to break down the roster of the New Orleans Saints, who I believe make the finals 53. And then uh, Les East, award-winning journalist, is going to join us on the program. I find it so humorous that uh, now uh, Kevin Durant is going to go back to the Brooklyn Nets. And, of course, it's all kumbaya with Steve Nash and the owner and the general manager. Hey, can I say this? Nobody wanted him, at least at the price that the Nets wanted him for. They wanted to get it, wanted, wanted it for him, right? So, again, he's back with the Nets. We'll see how that plays out. Remember, the Pelicans open up against the Nets in their season opener uh, in the upcoming uh, 2022-2023 regular season. All right, you're listening to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6. We'll be right back. What you say to Eric? Hey, did I ever tell you have like the perfect face for radio? No, Mike. Did I ever tell you that you have the perfect 24-hour diner? Hey, bud. No, as a matter of fact, you haven't. That's because you don't. Come on, man. You know that ain't nice. And uh, neither is your help. Oh, man. Then why do you eat here so often? Well, my wife says that I'm a glutton for punishment. The TikTok Cafe, where the video poker is always hot, 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 Causeway and I-10, better known as the intersection of E. coli and salmonella. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service, independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. Dave Miet Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMietInsAgency.com.
the truth. You talking to me? You talking to me? You talking to me? What we've got here is failure to communicate. Stick to the truth is what you're good at. Hour number two of Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until six, four to six weekdays right here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial. Uh, don't forget iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, digital platforms that you can download for free and take the show with you anywhere. You can also check out our podcast there because our podcast is everywhere. Anchor's our home bank, uh, home base, but you can... Um, you can uh, check it out. Check us out on your favorite podcasting platform, NashFM1061.com, EricAsher.com, on the World Wide Web. Also, again, our social media platforms at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. Again, join the conversation there. Uh, very opinionated as I am on this program on social media, and of course, it spans from again uh, from sports to politics to what's happening in our city, um, and of course, I, I'm a Anybody that follows me on, on Facebook knows that, again, I, I love old um, old photos of football, bas- professional football, ba- college football, basketball, uh, old jazz pictures. If I can find an old jazz picture, I'm, I'm, I'm posting that, New Orleans jazz, basketball, Maravich. Um, there are some really good um, um, friends on Facebook that – Take a look at historic New Orleans, and and I love to grab grab those pictures and, and, and forward those on on my uh, on my social media platforms. You know, you know, New Orleans in the '40s, the '50s, the '60s, '70s, '80s, '90s. How our cities changed. Um, historic uh, pictures like that, uh, and I, that's some of the things I, I like to do on social media. Of course, we also promote our our sponsors on social media as well. So easy to find out what's going on with, with a sponsor on any given day because we try to promote those on our social media pages. So, again, please uh, feel free to join the conversation, jump on board, whether it's Twitter, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. Uh, we'd love to have you as part of, again, the, uh, the conversation there. Uh, this week on the award-winning Inside New Orleans, in sports, it'll be Doug Mouton, 
sports director at WWL-TV. Uh, and that'll be Thursday, as always, live broadcast at 1 p.m. on WLAE-TV, also live streaming on the WLAE-TV YouTube page. And then the uh, rebroadcast begins 6 p.m. on LE every Thursday night, 10 o'clock on The Deuce, that's WLAE-TV 2, Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on WLAE, Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on The Deuce, Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. And again, always on our social media platforms, always at ericasher.com, and always on the WLATV YouTube page. And uh, we thank you guys uh, that are, are watching the show on WLE or Pelican Sports Television. But again, so many people have cut the cord these days that, again, so many people, again, are going to our YouTube page and are watching it there. And look, there are other ways to watch with WLA. There's a WLATV 3. Uh, I think there might be even a WLATV 4. Uh, that again, if you've got, um, uh, uh, if you've cut the cord and you're you're doing that over the airwaves, you can pick pick that up. Uh, so again, plenty of ways to catch our program outside of just the ones that we let you know about here today. Uh, I want to thank Chris Gordy, Richie Mills for joining us in hour number one. Uh, remember, the podcast is up about 20 minutes after the program ends, so you'll be able to catch that if you missed it. Les East, award-winning journalist, is going to join us uh, at um, at 5:35 this afternoon. Um, it's not. It's really. It's coming. Look, it's coming very quick. Um, what is it now? Um, September the third, uh, Tulane opens uh, opens up uh, against uh, against UMass, um, and uh, that's a six o'clock kickoff. I believe what at Yeoman. Uh, we know that. Uh, what is it? September the fourth, um, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, is, that, is that that Monday? Uh, actually, it might have been the fifth. The fourth or the fifth. It's the fourth, where again um, LSU. Uh, is going to open up against Florida State, uh, and that's, what, 12 days away. Uh, September the 4th, 6.30. That's on ABC, by the way, um, as Richie Mills just left our program. So, I mean, we're talking about, you know, uh, just next Saturday is the opener for Tulane, and then next Sunday is the opener for LSU, and then the following, um, uh, what is it, the, uh, is it the 11th? Yes, it's the 11th of um, of September, the Saints open up against uh, the Atlanta Falcons. So uh, here we go. Football is, is just right around the corner. Uh, the Saints will take on the Chargers on Friday night in the only game, uh, preseason game in the Dome. Uh, and then, of course, it's cut down uh, where the Saints have to get down to 53. And then they can bring in, the, in their practice squad. Uh, and it's just, look, I'm sure it's tough cuts for the coaches because, again, a lot of these guys, blood, sweat, and tears throughout training camp, and you hate to let good football players go. And the Saints have an abundance of good football players. But I think it's pretty pretty. At least, I think it's pretty cut and dry on, again, who's going to make this team and who's not. Uh, maybe there's a couple spots where we may be shocked. But I think for the most part, I think you look at the depth chart and figure it out. Uh, I, I think they're going to go with two quarterbacks. I think it's going to be Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton. Uh, maybe they put Book on the practice squad. As I mentioned before, he's a guy that could run the scout team because he is a mobile quarterback, but he's also a drop-back passer. That's what you're looking for. Maybe they put another year into him in terms of hoping they can, you know, um, uh, cultivate him as maybe a backup quarterback in the NFL. You know, maybe they might look around the league and say they may be somebody out there that maybe they are, are, are more intrigued with. But we'll see. But um, – There'll be a quarterback on the practice squad, and I think the third emergency quarterback uh, is going to be Taysom Hill, and that saves a roster spot. I think the running back position, I think it's pretty much, again, chalk. Alvin Kamara's your starter. 
Mark Ingram is, is your backup. Dwayne Washington and Tony Jones have proved too valuable on special teams to let them go at this point. Adam Prentice is going to be your fullback. They've already cut a Zigbo, and I think they're going to try to bring back Abram Smith on, on the practice squad. Um, as far as the, the tight ends go, I think Troutman is your starter. But I think, again, your jack-of-all-trades is going to be Taysom Hill. He's going to see a lot of snaps. Jawan Johnson, I think, has done enough to be able to make this team. Now, the, the, the question mark is going to be, do they keep Vanette on the, on the, um, on the roster uh, or did they move him to the practice squad? And the reason why is, again, he's the best blocking tight end that they have. You know, Troutman is more of a receiving tight end. Taysom Hill is a converted quarterback. Jawan Johnson is a converted receiver. Really, the only real blocking tight end they have is Nick Vanette. And uh, that might be a guy they may may have to utilize. So that might be something where you're keeping him on the roster because of that. They may not do that. They may move Adam Adam Prentice to a situation when they need that, that, that tight end to be able to go out and do the wham blocks. They utilize him. We saw that previously with fullbacks on this team. The, the question mark to me is going to be Lucas Crow. Uh, again, he's shown a little bit in camp. I think he's got a tremendous upside. Do they, do they see enough in him to bring him back on the practice squad? And that'll be interesting to see, again, how that kind of plays out. Uh, will Vanette and Crow make the practice squad, or will it just be Crow? Um, as far as wide receiver goes, going to be interesting to see, first of all. Um, when you look at the running back position right now with Kirk Merritt, is that a place where they're going to say, well, okay, that's his position? Or is he going to be a jack-of-all-trade type? Uh, obviously, your receivers, your top three are, are Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, uh, and Jarvis Landry. Uh, and then it gets a little bit murky. Um, you know, is it Marquez Callaway? Is it, is it Deontay Hardy? Is it Traquan Smith? Where does merit fit in all this? You know, if you want to say your top six, I'm, I'm going to say it's going to be uh, Thomas, Olave, Landry, uh, uh, Callaway, Hardy, and then, and then also Traquan Smith. And the reason why I say Traquan Smith is he is an excellent blocking wide receiver. He does the things they want him to do in terms, again, blocking downfield. And uh, so if they cut him, there's a possibility he ends up with another team. There's also a possibility he can end up on the practice squad. Um, but, again, what's going to happen with Merritt? Do they end up putting Merritt in the, in the wide receiver room or do they put him in the running back room? Um, because he is going to be a jack-of-all-trades. Are they going to utilize him like they utilized Taysom Hill? Well, he's maybe going to multiple rooms, right? Uh, for him, it was easy because he was a quarterback and he had to know all positions. A little different for, for Kurt Merrick. But it, it looks like, again, they like Merrick and they, they, they want to be able to at least bring him back. They're trying to find a place for him at this point. Now, to me, Deshaun Dixon, I, th- I think, is going to make the practice squad. Uh, the, the question is, again, what's going to happen with Kevin White? I, I don't think he's going to make the team, even though they like him. Uh, is there a possibility of the practice squad? Yes. Uh, Kawan Baker starts the season off on, on the suspended list for violating PED uh, 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 rules and regulations for the NFL. Maybe they, they allow him to come back later on on the practice squad. Uh, remember, uh, again, Aesop Winston was already cut and picked up immediately uh, by Cleveland. Then, then you talk about the offensive line. Let's start with the tackles first. Ramshek, obviously, is your starter on the right side. Hurst is your starter on the left side. Hopefully, he's ready game one, and that injury on the foot will not linger. Uh, Penning, I think, is going to be your, your third tackle. He'll be involved in, in, again, the tackle eligible and the heavy packages when, when, they, when they go with, again, the, uh, the extra offensive lineman. I think that's a good place for him to start off. 
Um, Landon Young is going to be your backup, in my opinion, on, on the right side behind Ramshack. And then, um, you know, we'll see. Will it, be, uh, will it be Derek Kelly? Will it be Lewis Kidd? A lot of people believe Lewis Kidd is really impressed. Is he impressed enough to be on the active roster? Or is he going to be a guy that's going to be on the practice squad uh, going forward? So we'll see how that plays out uh, with, with the offensive line, with, with the tackle position. Uh, when you look at the uh, guard and center, obviously McCoy is your starter there. Um, uh, Andres Pete is your starter at, at, the, uh, at the, the, the left guard position. Ruiz is a starter at the right guard position. The guy that's going to be able to fill in on either position at the guard position is going to be Calvin Throckmorton. Uh, the, the question is, again, uh, are you comfortable with Cesar Ruiz moving to center if there is an injury to Eric McCoy, or do you, uh, does uh, Nick Martin make this team? Uh, you know, again, he's a guy that, again, is, is really more of a center. Um, or does he make the practice squad? Uh, there's also a rookie, it was a Schwenger, uh, who was uh, who was impressed. Uh, he's a guy I think makes this makes the uh, makes the uh, practice squad, uh, but I, again I don't think makes the active roster. So again, um, when when you look at when you look at the offensive line, it's it's almost chalk based on on what we saw last year to this year with, with the addition of what is it uh, Schwager and and maybe again Martin making the team uh, going forward. And uh, you look at, at maybe a Lewis kid who may be able to sneak in. We knew that uh, again, Penning was going to make the team, obviously as a as a number as as a first round draft draft choice. Uh, the Saints are set on on, on the specialist. Will Lutz fifty nine yard field goal the other day. Blake Gilligan eighty one yard punt. Are you kidding me? Woods one of the best long snappers in the NFL. Uh, you know, so again, you know you know that set there uh, in in terms of um, uh, the specialist. Uh, on, on the defensive side of the ball, uh, defensive end, uh, obviously Cam Jordan is a starter with Marcus Davenport on the other side. He is now back to full go in practice. Peyton Turner, Granderson, the two, uh, and, 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 and Passigno, the first three off the bench. Those guys will be rotating in. I do think that they'll cut uh, uh, Taco Charlton. And, and was it Lalos is the um, guy they just re- brought in? Uh, I don't know if there's anybody that merits a practice squad position on, on, that, on that defensive um, uh, uh, end position. Um, defensive tackles, it's uh, to me, Anyamata, uh, Shai Tuttle. Contavious Street, who they brought over from San Francisco, and Malcolm Roach, even again, though he had the issue um, in, in the last game, the dude can play ball. Now, the question is, again, what's going to happen with, uh, do they keep an extra defense, defensive tackle? Is it Huggins, who has, who has played very, very well for this team in the past? I do believe that Jordan Jackson ends up on, on the practice squad. I don't think they're letting the rookie go. I think he'll end up on the practice squad. But the question is, will it be Huggins and him on the practice squad going forward? Here's where the rubber hits the road for this team, because I'm not real sure that if we that the final 53, when it comes out, will be the final again players that we see at this position, and that's the linebacker position. Demario Davis, all world. Pete Werner, injured. Is he going to be ready for the regular season? Cade Nellis may be the guy that's that again. He is a starter, uh, but he may be the guy that moves in for Pete Werner. Uh, Eric Wilson has shown a lot in camp uh, as a veteran. Uh, it looks like, again, he's going to make the team. Uh, Andrew Dow is a special team specialist for them. Uh, hasn't really been shown things when it comes to the linebacker position. Th- then you got to ask the question, does Chase Hampton make this team? Often injured. Obviously, he knows the system. Is that a guy you feel comfortable with, again, that if, again, you had to put him on the active roster, he can stay there? Look, we know he plays well in the special teams, so that's going to help him. What do you do with Zach Bond? 
Again, former, what, what third-round pick for this team. I say square peg, round hole. He's a guy that can was, was uh, at Wisconsin, was a great pass rusher from the linebacker position. They've never utilized him in that position. They tried to make him more of, again, a linebacker that can play in space. It just has not worked. I would have liked to see them, if they're going to cut him, to try to trade him and get something for him. Because I'm telling you right now, the kid's got talent. He just has been out of position. It's almost like the situation with Ruiz and, and McCoy. You know, McCoy was, the, was a guard in college, but yet played center, and you got him in center. Yeah, it's worked out. But not so much for Ruiz, who was a center in, in, in college, but now playing guard in the NFL. And for him, he struggled. He struggled. And, and again, center might be his better position. But we don't know because, again, they, have, they, they, again, they, would, they, they want him at guard. That's the position they want him at. So when you look at Zach Bond, can he make this team? He's still a good special teams player. But can he make this team? That's going to be one of the question marks. The other one's John Bostic, who was impressive last week. But the only thing I can say is the caveat is there. John Bostic is a 10-year veteran in the NFL. He was playing against scrubs. So he's going to look good. So what does he have if you have to put him out there uh, against, against front-line players? Does he have enough in the tank left to be, able to be an effective player? And I really like the kid Sewell. I think he ends up on the practice squad. I really do. Now, there's a possibility, again, you maybe bring Zach Bond back and you put him on the practice squad. But, look, let me say this again. If I'm Zach Bond and I got a chance to be able to go somewhere that's going to utilize my talent in terms of being able to rush the passer, I'm probably moving on to that team and not coming back to the practice squad. So we'll see how it kind of plays out with that. But, again, I think that Sewell has shown enough that, again, he's a prospect for you. The, the question is, to, again, for me is, do they go out and trade for a linebacker that is about to be cut to keep him off of waivers? Or do they, do they scan the waiver wire and try to bring in another linebacker to be able to, again, back up the, the, uh, the, uh, the starters here? Look, it's the, it's the curse of Quan Alexander. And, 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 and look, go on my social media platforms. Look, go listen to, the, again, the, the uh, recordings of this program on our podcast, our previous. Been saying it since day one. They're going to rule the day that they didn't bring back Quan Alexander. That would have been very easy. Look, if you want if you wanted Werner to start, let Werner beat him out. If Werner beats him out, that's fine. But then you, at least you know a guy that you got on that roster that can come in immediately and, again, can play, can play again, first-string ball for you. But not just that. He's an energy guy. Again, a lot like uh, C.J. Uh, Gardner-Johnson. He just he brought so much energy to the team when he was on, on the field. I hope they don't miss that. Again, out of um, out of Quan Alexander not having him here and him being with the Jets, safety position it's pretty loaded. Tyron Matthew, Marcus May are your two starters. The best nickel back in the NFL is C.J. Gardner Johnson. I said it this week, and I've been asking guys about him. I think Justin Evans makes this team, and I, did, I and I had him as a dark horse early. I didn't think he was going to make it. I mean, you're talking about a guy that again that came in with a, with a um, you know, a, a, a lot of pomp and circumstance out of college, goes to, um, to Tampa, often injured, never really uh, lives up to, again, the billing. Uh, but he has shown incredible range. I mean, you lost a guy with, one of the, with, with maybe some of the best range in the NFL and Marcus Williams. You can't deny that. His problem was tackling, right? That's the thing that frustrated Saints fans, his ability to be able to tackle at the safety position. Well, Evans can tackle, and he's got the range. So I think he makes the team. P.J. Williams is a guy that, again, you can't do without because he's a jack-of-all-trades on, on that side of the ball. And J.T. Gray is, 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 again, one of the best special teams players in, in all the NFL. So I think that's your safety there. You know, the question is, again, with, with Sorsen at this point, who they brought in as a veteran, who's kind of a hybrid player. 
Uh, he's a guy that, again, that if you want to go with, with a dime package, you can bring him in because he can almost play, again, close to the line like a linebacker. So do they keep him on the active roster? Do they move into the practice squad? And being a, a veteran, is he a guy that, um, that, that ultimately, again, could end up on another, another roster's uh, 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 final 53? And that'll be the question there. As far as the uh, cornerback, and I'm telling you, this, is a, this team is loaded when it comes to the secondary. Obviously, Marshawn Lattimore starting on one side, Paulson Adebo on the other, who continues to improve. He was the star of camp. Um, Bradley Roby, I mean, that's your third-string guy? That's a guy that can start on most teams. I mean, that's a luxury, an absolute luxury. They love Elante Taylor. The question is, where does he fit this year? He's coming off a little bit of an injury. Is he going to play safety? Is he going to play nickel? Are they going to keep him at corner? How are they going to utilize him? And, and then you have to ask the question, okay, um, what are they doing in terms of, uh, again, putting some corners on the uh, practice squad? Are they happy with the guys they saw? Fields and, 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 um, and, uh, and Brian Allen come, come to mind. Uh, you know, two guys that, again, that were hot and cold through the, um, through the uh, uh, preseason. Uh, is that a guy, are those two guys that, again, can make this practice squad going forward? Uh, you know, we'll see, again, how that kind of plays out. They may end up, again, going and tapping into other teams' uh, discards uh, to be able to fill out the practice squad in, in terms of uh, the backups. But let me tell you right now, you want to talk about the secondary as a whole. Uh, the secondary as a whole is stacked. Uh, it is stacked. Uh, and, and you've got players that are, that are going to be top-line starters, and you won't lose a tremendous amount in some cases, depending on the position now, uh, if you have to go to the backup now, and especially at the corner position where, again, if Bradley Rowley has to play, uh, again, maybe we'll see, again, how Elante Taylor uh, 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 fits. You know, is he a guy that they're grooming for, for Gardner Johnson's spot if they can't get a, a deal done with him? I mean, is that the deal? Is that why they drafted him? I mean, we don't know. We don't know what the, what the thought process there was. But we do know, again, especially those who have had a chance to see him in camp, uh, they've been very, very impressed uh, with Alante with Taylor, the rookie, uh, and, again, his upside going forward. Some, have, again, uh, you know, uh, have compared him uh, to uh, Malcolm Jenkins coming out of school, a guy that, again, was playing the corner position but ultimately, again, settled in at the safety position. And then, again, if he could do that, that would be fantastic because I think he's a little bit more athletic than, than maybe a, a Malcolm Jenkins was. The other big question is going to be the coaching staff. Look, I said it before. Uh, there was the wrath of Peyton. There was a fear within that, within that locker room of Peyton. But there was also a, a, a deep respect for Sean Peyton, okay, on, on what he was able to do. Coming in, again, he, he, had to, he had to change the entire culture of the New Orleans Saints and put his stamp on it. Uh, this is a different situation with Dennis Allen. Again, the, the continuity, keeping the coaching staff together, trying to keep the players together, not trying to let a lot of the guys uh, uh, you know, leave. Um, how does D.A. handle coaching on Sundays? How does he handle discipline within, within the organization, within the, within the team? Um, what respect factors are going to be? It's one thing to say you respect the coach, but there's another thing, again, to prove that respect. Is it there? Well, we're going to find out, again, in the first quarter of the season. Uh, we're going to find out when things start going wrong and, and you're having a tough day at the office, what's going to happen then? Uh, but, again, I feel like he could take the next step, but I, nobody knows. I mean, nobody knows. You know, again, you got the litmus test for, from, from Oakland, which everybody wants to throw out. But, again, that was, he was a, a head coach there on a bad, with a bad organization. Now he's a head coach here with a good organization. And, with, and again, with players that, again, the way this make, team is made up, that they have an opportunity. And I'm saying this again, ladies and gentlemen, this team – will be a double-digit win team if they stay healthy. Uh, 
This team has a chance to win their division. I don't want to hear about, again, Tampa, Tampa, Tampa. Tampa's been in the same situation the Saints are. The only difference is they got a 45-year-old quarterback who, again, is considered the greatest of all time. And right now, Jameis Winston has to prove, again, that he's a solid NFL starter. That's the biggest difference right here. You look at the, at the rosters up and down. I'll put the rosters up and down, again, uh, with both of these teams. Wide receiver, they're strong, so are the Saints. Running back, Saints are strong, so are they. I say the Saints' offensive line, again, if healthy and play like they can be, they'll be stronger than, than the, the Tampa offensive line. Defensively, they got a nice defensive line, but the Saints have one of the best defensive lines in the NFL. Linebacker, I've got to give them the edge at the linebacker position, basically, again, because they got two of the best linebackers in the NFL. You look at the secondary, there's no doubt the Saints' secondary uh, is better. Tight end position, if I want to go back to the offense for a minute, uh, it's a question mark because the Saints have got a lot of guys that, again, haven't proved it to you. Uh, whereas, again, in, in, uh, in Tampa, they've got a few guys, again, that have played in the league and, and have had some success. This is an, in the, uh, these teams are not that far away from each other. Okay, and the Saints have had the edge because, again, how they've been able to, to battle on defense uh, against Tampa. So there is a really good chance that they're going to win the division if they stay healthy. Uh, and then, of course, you win the division, you got a chance to be able to, again, get into the playoffs with a bye, uh, depending on, again, what your record is. And then, look, once you're in the tournament, anything can happen. But a lot of it depends on health of this team, which they have not been lucky over the last few years. Already right now, before we get into camp, you've got a situation, before you break camp, you've got a situation with uh, Michael Thomas, uh, uh, Jameis Winston, also James Hurst, all dealing with injuries right now that maybe hopefully won't linger into the regular season. But hopefully this is one of those years where they get a little bit lucky with injuries. And they do, just the talent on this team, they have the ability to be able to vie for a Super Bowl. And I know a lot of people are going, come on, E. Look at the team. Look at the, look at the roster. Look how deep it is. Uh, are there question marks? Absolutely. Biggest question mark, obviously, to me, is that, is that the offensive line. Can you protect Jameis Winston? Uh, and then, of course, the other question mark is, is Jameis Winston going to be the Jameis Winston we saw in the first uh, seven games of last year, or is he going to be bad Jameis? Okay, the guy that we saw at Tampa, which was so erratic. Uh, I'm, I'm expecting to see a guy that's willing to prove that he belongs uh, again in the NFL, and I'm looking to see a guy that, again, wants to, wants to be able to quiet the naysayers and, um, and, and is going to come out and going to take care of the football. If he doesn't, I said it before, uh, you got Andy Dalton backing him up, not just for injury, but also, again, if, if he struggles. Uh, that guy can come in and win football games for you. So I think the Saints are, are, are primed to have a really good season, and I'll be interested to see, again, how, these, uh, how the final 53 shakes out. And then if they, if they do head – uh, into the trade market or maybe, again, uh, uh, usurping some of the uh, cuts uh, that are made. Remember, the Saints are going to be toward what uh, going to be toward the back half um, of, 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 uh, of the choice on, on, the, on the waiver wire. So they're, they're, they're really what right, right in the, uh, I guess, early 20s uh, or late teens. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of players who get plucked off that waiver wire before uh, then it gets to the Saints. So we'll see how it plays out. I'm excited. I'm excited about the Saints. I'm excited about Tulane rebounding. And, yes, I'm excited about the LSU Tigers under Brian Kelly to be able to see a more disciplined team uh, coming up this season. Uh, and football season, uh, just about, again, just a little bit over a week away for the, for the Collegians and just a few weeks away uh, for your New Orleans Saints. All right. 
Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank, Burkhardt's there for you. Uh, did you know that, again, at Burkhardt, they handle electrical repairs, generators, air conditioning systems, heating systems. They can handle your plumbing needs as well. They can install outdoor lighting, security systems. You name it, they can do it all now. Burkhardt has now become a one-stop shop for you when, when you're looking for a company you can trust. But, again, their business Okay, uh, again, taking care of your air conditioning system. Uh, if you need help with your AC, remember 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or your business, doing only the work that's necessary. doesn't matter what type of uh, brand you have at your, um, off, uh, at your business or, again, your home. Burkhardt is authorized to service it. And if you're looking for a new system, allow Burkhardt and, of course, their crack staff of uh, Nate certified technicians coming in and installing a new system for you. Want a company you can trust? A company I've trusted for over 30 years. It's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Eating. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Coming up next, award-winning journalist Les Cease of CrestCitySports.com and Saturday Down South. Don't move. I'm Ken Trahan. And I'm Jude Young. We'll have comprehensive coverage of high school, college, and the pros. Plus, we give you a voice to speak your mind. It's entertainment. It's information. It's all that you could want. And it's right here on 1061 Nash Icon. Monday through Friday from 6 to 7 p.m. Following Inside New Orleans on 1061 Nash Icon. Country for life. This report is sponsored by eBay Motors. You might not have the biggest garage on the block, but with eBay Motors, there's 122 million parts right at your fingertips. Whatever you need, there's something that fits your vehicle. Air filters, tires, seat covers, and more. Get the right parts at the right prices. ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportspeed is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportspeed is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportspeed Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can handle. At Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, their number one priority is treating people right. Take it from me, Eric Asher. It means getting there quickly in an emergency. They'll be on time and do a perfect job. And it means they promise to give everyone a fair price every time. So if you're looking for a better experience from your generator AC company, or you just got a big quote from someone else and you want a second opinion, let the folks at Burkhardt earn your trust and treat you right. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. 
So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun. 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Celebrate the start of your day the local way with New Orleans Roast Coffee. We've got a brand new look with the same great premium taste. Try our chocolate beignet blend with flavors of rich chocolate and classic New Orleans beignets. Pick up some today at your local grocer. New Orleans Roast Coffee, a true taste of New Orleans. Hey, don't forget about Dave Miet Insurance, full-service independent insurance agency since 1958. Hey, it's offering you home, life, health, business, commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and even the River Parishes. Uh, Dave Mian Insurance, they're your one-stop shops uh, insurance specialist. Uh, if you want to uh, save, call Dave. Call, click, or come in today for a quote. That's 504-556-0809 or go to his one-stop shop for all your insurance needs. His website, DaveMietInsuranceAgency.com. That's D-A-V-M-I-L-L-I-N-S Agency.com. Again, Dave Mian Insurance. You want to save, call Dave, 504-556-0809. That's Dave Mian Insurance. All right, um, Joining us on the program now, award-winning uh, uh, journalist, accomplished author, uh, writes for uh, CrescentCitySports.com and also Saturday Down South. Uh, good friend of our program. Good friend of Les East joins us on the show. Les, how are you, bud? Doing well, Eric. How are you? Doing great. Les, you're going to be taking over the, um, uh, the hosting duties over at Francesca for Friday Night Football starting next week? Uh, yeah, we'll be starting uh, September 2nd uh, at Francesca's. Uh, Jude Young and I uh, will be out there. I believe it's going to be Jesuit High School night the first Friday. Mm-hmm. And uh, our good friend Ro Brown will be popping in oh, yeah. periodically. Uh, the legend. In the studio or at the, the restaurant. So uh, we'll, it will be an embarrassment of riches when yes, we indeed. have everybody out there. And uh, so, yeah, it's here. Uh, prep football and the whole football season's here. Yeah, well, nobody does it. Nobody does it like uh, Ken Trahan and folks at CrestCitySports.com. Is that is that a Rumble fight song or is that a Jesuit fight song? That is the Blue Jay fight song. That is the Blue Jay fight song. I th- he may have done that just for you, right? Uh, I would hope so. C- considering you're a proud alum. I am, and uh, I imagine we'll be hearing that uh, on September 2nd when uh, Coach right. Manali joins us and uh, we, we go back to the studio to Ken at 7 o'clock. Of course, uh, we count down from 6 to 7, and then from 7 to 11, we uh, will have coverage from throughout the state. We're also going to uh, be streaming a couple of games, including the Blue Jays, on Thursday night of next week, which is why they're able to be with us on Friday because Jesuit plays on Thursday night, and we'll have a, a two games, I believe, on uh, CrescentCitySports.com on the opening weekend. Yeah, Jesuit stealing another coach from De La Salle. Started way back when I was over at De La Salle with Wayne Rebull, and y'all continue to take the best coaches from De La Salle. Yeah, De La Salle has always been a good farm club. <laughs> <laughs> Ow. A I'm shot there the from ma- the, a shot across the bow. Well, actually, I'm at Saints camp, and I'm I'm hoping that Fletcher Mackle across the way might have heard mm. that. Yeah, well, yeah. I hope you, if Fletch did, throw something at him. 
Yeah, he may uh, be tied but, up in a live shot. Yeah, yeah, he may be. Um, speaking of Saints, well, I'll tell you, before we get started, tell the folks about you at SaturdayDownSouthChrisLeeSports.com, but also do me a favor, highlight your book for me. Thanks, Eric. Yeah, the book's called Donkeys, Elephants, and Giraffes. Uh, it's a novel about politics, the media, and uh, with some sports elements to it. And it uh, is available on all the major uh, platforms uh, on the Internet, uh, barnesandnoble.com, amazon.com, etc. And uh, we're going to be uh, counting down to the start of the LSU season. That's Saturday down south. Of course, the Tigers will be in the Dome on September 4th against Florida State. And uh, lots of uh, Saints and college and prep football on CrescentCitySports.com. In fact, I'll be doing a story a day uh, on the Saints for the, the entire week leading up to the opener against the Falcons, in addition to the rest of our training camp and preseason coverage. So football wall to wall. Beautiful. Wanted to have you today because you've had a chance to see many, many Saints um, teams uh, during your time, again, as, as growing up in the city, but also, again, covering the team. Um, talk about the transition from this this training camp from Dennis Allen to Sean Payton. What have you seen? Has there been any, anything any different that stuck out? I know that he wants to put his own stamp on the team. Uh, what, what do you think that means up to this point? You know, actually, I, I don't think it's meant a whole lot up to this point. I think that's a good thing for the Saints. It, it, it has not been dramatically different. It's been a very quiet camp. Uh, Dennis Allen just goes about his business every day. Uh, very even keel personality to this point. We'll see if that changes during the regular season. But to this point, it's just been a very businesslike. A lot of the players, both on offense and defense, have uh, you know talked about how it's been a smooth transition. Uh, they don't see a whole lot being different. Of course, the defensive players know Allen better than the offensive players, but. Uh, you know, everybody says it's it's been pretty much business as usual. His his personality is a little more laid back than Sean Payton's was. But other than that, you know, you wouldn't know that there'd really been a coaching change if you were just out here and weren't aware of who's the guy with the whistle around his neck or who was standing in front of the banner doing the interviews, you wouldn't think that this training camp uh, is appreciably different than the ones they've had in the past under Sean Payton. And I think that's what the Saints are looking for, is a smooth, mm-hmm. seamless transition. With that said, I just went through through my projected 53 for the audience. And, and, and when you look at the, the, the depth chart, it doesn't look like it's going to be a lot different than it was last year, in my opinion. Um, do you see some real changes on this depth chart? No, I don't think there'll there'll be a lot of changes. Uh, I mean, you're going to have obviously you're going to have a new left tackle. You're going to have two new starting safeties. Yes, uh, Taysom Hill is going to be a tight end, uh, probably as a starter or a co-starter. Uh, the wide receivers will look different because Mike Thomas, uh, we think, is going to be healthy for the opener, and you have Jarvis Landry and Chris Olave. Uh, those were changes I think we pretty much all expected going in to training camp. So nothing's really sure. changed over the last month or so. Those, those were off-season moves that led to uh, depth chart changes. But I don't think there have been big surprises in training camp that would lead to significant changes 
in the depth chart. But, uh, you know, there are always surprises at the last cut down. And now you have 16 days, I believe, from the last preseason game until uh, the opener. So I think that yes. roster is going to change. You're going to see three, four, five moves made after they cut to 53. So it's going to be a little while yet before we see how it shakes out. But uh, uh, I don't think there have been any major surprises to this point. Is Penning your third tackle or is he the starter? Uh, well, at this point, it, it all depends, I think, on James Hurst's health. If, if Hurst is ready, I think he's more likely to be out there for the first snap against the Falcons, and I, I don't think his injury is serious, so I think that's probably the more likely scenario, but I think Penning is going to play. I think there's uh, they wouldn't hesitate to start him if Hurst isn't 100%, and I think there's a good chance even if he doesn't start the opener, that Penning becomes a starter at some point during the season. So I, I think they have a good situation there in that James Hurst is a veteran they can rely on and they can ease Penning in there if that's the way they choose to go. Uh, but he's going to be, I think, a significant player this season, even if he doesn't isn't out there for the first snap on the 11th. Um, as far as the, um, as the quarterback position, uh, how did Jameis look today? I heard, he, again, he was moving around much better. Um, and, uh, and and then if you would, uh, contrast that with the, 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 the camp that uh, Andy Dalton has had. Yeah, Jameis uh, did move around better today. He took off running a couple of times. He was out there for all of the teamwork, including the, the two-minute offense. Uh, he got picked off by uh, Tyron Matthew in the back of the end zone, as Tyron uh, is prone to do to quarterbacks from time to time. But he also, Winston, made some of his better throws of the preseason. Uh, wheel route to Alvin Kamara was one such throw, and he had a couple of other very nice throws. Looked pretty good at the end uh, of the two-minute offense. In fact, the last play of the practice, Jarvis Landry made a one-handed catch in the end zone uh, for a touchdown, and what really wasn't a bad throw from Winston, but uh, where he had to lay it out there, uh, Landry was able to go get it with one hand. So I, I thought it was a good practice for Jameis, probably the best one he's had to this point. Uh, Andy Dalton, I think, has had a very good training camp, and you know we saw that first possession against the Texans in the uh, preseason opener that was nearly flawless, and so. I don't think there's any question that the number two quarterback position is in better hands this year and maybe the best it's been in for quite a while. So that if for whatever reason they would have to play the number two quarterback, I think they're in pretty good shape there. But uh, I think they're encouraged by Jameis Winston's progress and they're looking forward to a big year from him. Yeah, I, w- I would agree. Now, um I don't think Dennis has as, 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 as announced this yet. Will we, do you think we're going to see some starters on against the Chargers on Friday night? Or do you think he's just going to hold them out and, and then go with the, the starters on, on week one against Atlanta? Yeah, you know, I'm not sure about that. He, he's been kind of coy about that. I asked him uh, after practice today, you know, the approach to preseason games has changed a lot over the years. And I'm wondering if now – it's become more acceptable for starters to not play at all in the preseason and just go out there for the first game of the year. And he wasn't real definitive about that, but he says, 
he said he doesn't really have a problem with starters not playing in a preseason game and putting them out there for the opener if that's what's best uh, for the situation. In other words, if it's a veteran that they can rely on to be ready and there are people they need to look at for evaluation purposes at that position, it doesn't bother him to stick a starter out there on opening day without having played a snap in the uh, preseason but at the same time, he said those game reps are helpful. And uh, so I think some starters that we have not seen up to this point uh, may get a few snaps on Friday night against the Chargers. I, I don't know about Jameis Winston, though. I think they're going to uh, evaluate a lot of things there. One is the knee and the other is the foot, which which yes. appears to be much better. But I think he, his situation is a little more complicated than some others. You think we see Ian Book for four quarters again? Do you think Andy Dalton takes some snaps? Uh, I would think Dalton would probably get a few snaps. I think they want to have some continuity on offense, and that's if Jameis doesn't play. I don't know that Winston and Dalton would both play, but if Jameis doesn't play, I would think he would want to have Dalton out there just so that the offense itself can have some, some quality work. Uh, with the receivers and with the pass blocking. And, and if you put Ian Book out there for the entire game, I, I think it would be more difficult to build any any sort of rhythm with the offense. So I would expect mm-hmm. one of the top two quarterbacks to get, to get some action. If there is a, and I don't want to call it a weak link, but if there is a position that maybe needs a little help on the defensive side of the ball, if there is, in your opinion, what is it? Well, I think the the position with the most question marks is is linebacker. They have uh, a very, very deep defensive line. They have a very deep secondary. Uh, Linebacker is potentially a good group and that they play only two linebackers most of the time. So they don't have to have a lot of um, players there compared to the other two positions. And, and, of course, they have Demario Davis, one of the best players on the team. And they have Pete Werner, who's been nicked up for most of camp but had a good rookie season last year. And then uh, Wilson that they brought in as a veteran from um, who's with Minnesota Houston. and, and, and uh, Philadelphia and Houston. Right. He's, he's mm-hmm. bounced around a little bit. Sure. But he's had a very good training camp in preseason. I think he's in good shape to make the roster and they still have young players in, you know, Zach Bond and Cade Nellis who got a lot of snaps the other night against Green Bay. So they have a lot of options there. They they brought back Chase Hansen, he played well against the Texans. So they have a lot of options at linebacker, but they they've continued to bring veteran linebackers in during training camp and I think that's an area that they're still uh, not totally sold on, and yet I think they have enough players there that, that, that they'll be okay. Last, last question for you. Is this a playoff team? Yes. I would uh, – uh, I, when I look at the NFC South, I, I think it's two tiers. I think New Orleans and Tampa Bay are clearly better than Atlanta and Carolina. I would make the Saints – uh, a slight favorite over the Buccaneers to win the division because I think the Saints have had a much better offseason uh, than the Buccaneers had in terms of uh, personnel changes. 
And I think the disparity in record last year is misleading because of all the problems the Saints had with injuries and COVID. So I think the Saints are a little bit more stable, and I would make them the favorite. But even if Tampa were to win the division, I think the Saints would will be in good shape for a wild card in, in an NFC that's not all that strong. So I would be yeah. surprised if the Saints did not make the playoffs. I agree 100%. Let's let folks know how they can follow you on social media. And as always, we appreciate your time so much on our programs. Thanks, Eric. Yeah, they can follow me on Twitter at less underscore East. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate the time. Uh, almost here. Almost here. And then, of course, you don't get a day off for like like four or five months. Yeah, you know what? The Pelicans aren't that far away either. That's, okay, the next eight months. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be but at, le- hey, at least we're doing fun. things we love, right? Yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah, no, that is going to be a fun season for both. I, I agree. Thanks, bud. Appreciate the time. Thanks, Eric. Uh, that is uh, Les East, uh, just an award-winning journalist, great guy. And, of course, uh, you got to check out his book. Yeah, i got to tell you, check out his book uh, as well. All right, don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Even if you walk in the house tonight, AC's not working. Remember, they have after-hour service for you. Also, 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy car before they come to your home or business. You can count on Burkhardt. A Burkhardt employee answers the phone after hours and dispatches a Burkhardt truck out to your home. Uh, doesn't matter what type of system you have, Burkhardt is authorized to service it. In the, new, in the market for a new system, at least let Burkhardt give you a price. Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, truly a, a company you can trust. It's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. We'll be right back. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Oppenheim. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family-friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Are you looking to add more ground clearance or enjoying the terrains? Or you want to improve the ride quality and hauling capacity of your car, truck, or SUV? Then Southern Tire has the answer. We are your lift and leveling kit experts. If you enjoy going off-road, Southern Tire has the lift kit for your vehicle. Our suspension lift kits will increase ground clearance and the performance of your vehicle. Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Hi, Eric Asher here with my good friend Mike Delahousie, the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say, Eric? Hey, Mike, you know what my prescription medication and the TikTok Cafe have in common? What's that? They cause drowsiness, dizziness, nausea, cramps, diarrhea, blurred vision, muscle aches, gas, heartburn, upset stomach, constipation, weight changes, decreased sex drive, impudence, dry mouth, ringing in the ears, depression. Oh, yeah, and suicidal thoughts. It's the TikTok Cafe. Causeway I 10 in Metairie. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. 
Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system. And you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. Suburban Roofing and Siding, 861 Roof, locally owned and operated, fully licensed and insured, has been re-roofing South Louisiana for over a decade. Suburban Roofing is one of only 6% of roofing contractors nationwide, certified by shingle manufacturers. My good friend Marty Scoggins is honest and reliable and stands behind all of Suburban Roofing's quality workmanship. Suburban Roofing skilled crews are experts in all types of roofs. Trust a Louisiana company with local referrals, not a storm chaser with your re-roofing needs. Don't sign that contract till you call Suburban Roofing and Siding at 861 Roof. That's 861 76 Toxic drinking water at Camp Lejeune. If you or someone you know were stationed at or around Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1987, you were likely exposed to toxic drinking water. If you were diagnosed with cancer or another serious condition, you may be entitled to significant compensation. Serving those who have served us. That's the Dudley DeBosier difference. 444-4444. Steve DeBosier, New Orleans. LA 22138498. Get ready for Luke Bryan. Live. Raised Up Right Tour. Saturday, August 27th. Smoothie King Center. Luke Bryan. With special guests. Riley Green. Mitchell Tenpenny. And DJ Rock. Tickets are on sale now. Get tickets at Ticketmaster.com. Don't miss Luke Bryan, Raised Up Right Tour. All right, welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6, or weekdays, 4 to 6, right here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon. Hey, I want to thank Chris Gordy uh, of Locked on Saints, uh, Locked on uh, SEC Podcast, Richie Mills of WGNO uh, TV Sports, and award-winning journalist Les East for joining us on the program. Rudy back at studio producing. I want to thank you for listening to the program. No matter how you do it, I appreciate each and every one of you spending time with us, listening to the show. Also, the sponsor sponsor our program. We appreciate each and every one of those sponsors. Go to ericasher.com for slides to the sponsor, sponsor our program. You click on the icon of the sponsor, it takes you right to their website. Everything you need to know about those sponsors right there for you. Uh, Hugh Young is up next with All Access, so keep it right here on 106.1. It's been an absolute blast, New Orleans. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, remember, uh, we're going to be joined by Doug Mouton on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports on Thursday. And, of course, tomorrow it'll be Scott Craig and also uh, Sean Mazan on the program. Looking forward to that as well. Thanks for listening. My name is Eric Asher. Have a wonderful evening. From the dog catching the governor, that includes the mayor. They all got to go. <laughs>